Welcome to the Witty and Gritty Podcast, where we believe that lifelong learning and relentless determination are essential to developing your passions and reaching your goals. Here to help you along the way are the hosts of the show. Take it away, ladies. Hey, y'all. I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. As educators and high achievers, we're passionate about providing our listeners with effective strategies to help navigate life's obstacles and reach your goals sooner. Join us as we break down credible research that gives you a fresh perspective and challenges your limiting beliefs. Laugh and grow as we share personal anecdotes and interviews from people that have demonstrated what it takes to be successful. By implementing these practices, you will develop your unique skill set and learn how to better serve your community. Get your mind right. And enjoy this time designed just for you. Welcome to episode 105 of Atomic Habits, chapters 8 through 10 today. And today we're talking about the second law. Yes, the second law is make it attractive. Brown chicken, brown. I don't cow. think I said that attractively, but I couldn't decide which kind of voice to go with. So you just like combined them all, and it turned out unattractive. When you try to please everyone, you please no one, Farron. You know what? We'll get to the unattractive chapter at the end, and so yeah. it was perfect. Yes, very good. Well, chapter eight. How to make a habit irresistible. See how you said irresistible? That was great. Really? Irresistible. Well, maybe I could resist the way you're saying that a little bit. You're so sweet to me. Okay, so the second law of behavior change. Remember, this whole book is about how to change behaviors. You know what? Kelly Smith, episode 60. How to change behaviors with switch on your brain. So that's a good one, everybody. Okay, so the law is make it attractive. So there's a reason why you're like, ugh, I don't want to go do that. And that's the thing you need to do. It's because you're not making it attractive in some sort of way. So that's the little trick there is to make it attractive. Yes. I think I've used this excuse when buying cute workout clothes. Mm -hmm. But then they just turn into athletic leisure wear. (laughs) Leisure. Lounge wear. Yes. It's too pretty to mess up. Yeah. Maybe if the clothes are attractive, then I'll work out. Yeah. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> Tune in next week and find out. I'll buy some more. Maybe I just haven't bought it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Maybe I'll find it. the right style. Got yeah. it. Noted. Okay, so habits are a dopamine-driven feedback loop. So we talked about the habit loop, but the reason you, you keep coming back to it is because you're getting a shot of dopamine every time, which is why sin patterns can be so ugly. We talked about that recently in one of the series our church did. How, like, you fall into the trap and you bite the lure and you're like, oh, no, not this again. So there's a reason. It's because you're getting a dopamine kick. And a lot of times it's the anticipation of the reward, not the actual reward. So Enneagram 7s, you love the build up to Christmas or to Halloween or whatever party it is. But when you get there, you're like, yeah, that was fun because I have fun everywhere I go. But the build up, the decorating, the music, the lights... All of that was way awesome. Yes, we've used food a lot, but let's just stick with it. Um, You know, Pringles, it's like once you pop, the fun don't stop. You know what? That is their slogan. It is. And so the anticipation of what it tastes like, you're like, well, I've ate half the container. Maybe I need to eat the whole one to feel satisfied. The fun won't stop. Yep. Nope. It stops when you look at that scale, yo. Cool. Yeah. So the anticipation or like going to your favorite restaurant too, not that you're disappointed when you leave, but it's more exciting to look forward to get to go and eat the thing or have the Thanksgiving meal 
or do that kind of stuff than actually doing it. Kind of like maybe a girl's night with too many beverages. Mm. GNO, baby. Yeah. So, again, the second law is making it attractive. So what is something fun? So even if that's a vision board, like, sure, working out every day doesn't sound super fun, but make a vision board. Like, what would you feel like? What would you, would you get more sleep? Would you sleep better? Is there a picture of you taking a nap? That'd be great. I can sleep better. Yeah, like we said, this this will all play to good habits and poor habits. And so maybe the anticipation of going to the gym just seems awful. But then when you actually get there, it's not so bad. Yeah. Just like the excitement of looking forward to doing a certain thing. But once you you get there, you're like, eh. Mm-hmm. So the reverse is true as well. So temptation bundling reminds me a lot of the habit stacking but there's a little bit more of like the dangling of the carrot. Mm-hmm. And so um, if there's a book on tape that I really want to listen to, <laughs> on tape, uh, on audio. You dated or, yourself. Or podcast or yeah, something yeah. that I really want to look forward to um, to doing, then I won't listen to it unless I'm on the treadmill. Ooh, so that's I, good. I only get to listen to it when we're walking on the treadmill or walking outside. And so that's a little bit of carrot dangling to get me on there. Yeah, he has a habit stacking plus temptation bundling formula. It sounds like if you look at it, it sounds kind of crazy. So we're going to give the examples he gives. So if you want, for example, if you want to watch sports but you need to make sales calls, okay, it could look like this. After I get back from my lunch break, I will call three potential clients. That's your need. And then after I call three potential clients, I'll check ESPN. Which is the want. So, putting, what is it, the Mark Twain quote where it's like, if your job's to eat frogs, best do it in the morning. And if your job's to eat two frogs, eat the bigger one first. So, there you go. Haven't heard that one, but I'm sure Jacob has. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't heard of it either. Never mind. Gross. (laughs) Now all I picture is having to eat a frog. Did you ever have to dissect a frog? Yeah, that was the best part of biology. Hmm. Nerd alert. Yep. I we're, took notes. In it. I wrote down in it. the answers. You were the person who was like, here, I'll be the scribe. Yes. Okay. Couldn't look at this it. This is why we're so perfect for each other. I'll dissect the frog and you can take the notes. Yes. Wonderful. And dry heave. It'll That's be great. Right. Sure. Habit stacking. Mm, formaldehyde. <laughs> oh, <that was> great. <laughs> All right. It's a great segue into chapter nine, which is the role of family and friends in shaping your habits. Yes, you have helped shape my habits. Ditto to you. I read more books because of you. (laughs) Nerd alert. Who's the nerd now, Farron? Oh, I don't know. It's both of us. That's the answer. Secret option C. You can be the (laughs) queen of the nerds and I'll just We had this talk. Would you rather be the jockiest nerd or the nerdiest jock? Jockiest and, nerd. And have our answers changed since we said this. I'd want to be the nerdiest jock. Right? Yeah. yeah and then right. I'll be the jockiest nerd. Yeah. It works out. Okay. Which happen to fall right next to each other in the scale of nerd <laughs> to jock. <laughs> You're the ying to my yang. Oh, look at us go. All right. So, what's interesting about this, again, he brings in all the psychology Basic human needs, talks about all this in there. So there's, as you would say, Farron, there's a lot of meat on the bone still in this book. You know, we've made it this far and haven't said it yet. So let me. Yeah, there's I don't want to say it again, though. I don't like it. No, there's a lot left 
to find. We're leaving lots of gold nuggets behind for well, you. I don't know if I like nuggets. Nuggets. Either. I knew. I knew nuggets wouldn't sit well. Ugh. Point is, people, you're gonna get the book and you're gonna be like, "This is awesome." Yeah, man. Okay, so we do tend to imitate the habits of three different social groups. So think about these different pockets of people: the close, which is your family and friends; the many, which is the tribe or the culture; and the powerful. Those with status and prestige. So to some level, you're trying to imitate those things, whether you're trying to do as an influencer does, or if you look up to your mom, you want to be more like your mom and do those things. Or if you're trying to get in the right room to get the promotion, you're going to try to act more like the C-level people in your company. Well, think about the people that are like, I'm never going to grow up and be like my mom. Mm -hmm. But then you spend so much time around her. And right. then you catch yourself saying, oh, that's what my mom would have said or done. I opened my mouth and my mom said. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. That's unfortunate. So we do talk about this. You're the makeup of the five closest people you spend the time with. So that also includes your waking work life. So be careful with all of those things. So just keep that in mind. Yes, and as we... I feel like we give a lot of middle schooler advice lately and, you know, just working with them, that makes a big difference. <laughs> but uh, how many times do we tell our kids, like, you got to do the right thing even if no one else is? And sometimes the right thing and the hard thing are the same. You know, I think that's a song mm -hmm. lyric. What is popular is not always right. What is right is not always popular. Yeah. And so, unfortunately, even as adults, we fall into the same habits and cycles of even though we know it's wrong we still might do it because again wanting to fit in with the tribe and he says the normal behavior of the tribe overpowers the desired behavior of the individual and that that what stuck out to me was the key words normal behavior and you can probably predict what your maybe not so good influence of people is going to do and how they spend their time and their weekends and the choices they make um, so again, we talked about this in the last episode as well, but you might need to check the community you're surrounding yourselves with. Um, you might need to make drastic changes or you might need to add another tribe, have multiple tribes of people. Uh, if you want to get in shape, find some friends and go that are working out and trying to get in shape too. Right. He says one of the most effective things you can do is to build better habits is to join the culture where... The desired behavior is the normal, and you already have something in common with them. I love the example he gives in the book. He talks about how, I can't remember the name of the gym. It's probably something super witty. But it's a gym, it's, it's a gym for nerds. So it's like all decorated out in geek stuff, like Star Wars everywhere. So that way when you go, you're like, oh man, my people. But they also are fit. So you're like, great, okay, it's marrying two of the things that I feel passionate about or I want to do. And even if I'm having a bad off-workout day, I know I can at least have some sort of fun, entertaining connection while I'm there. So you're making it attractive. Yes. It's called nerd fitness. Nerd fitness. There you go. I love it. And I think I know a lot of people that want to have more of a positive day in life and mindset. Um, but they find that they're often surrounded by negative people. And so... Consuming information, I mean, there's a lot of stuff on social media that can give you a negative mindset. Um, you might not have for various reasons. Maybe you're still quarantining for COVID purposes and the news is negative and 
your roommates are negative, um, but you can find positive influences like hopefully you have here with us. Uh, but I also consume positive information through, again, Daily Audio Bible and other podcasts and books. Uh, Jamie Lima. Jamie Kern Lima. That one, yes. Her book I just finished. It was very uplifting and positive. And so due to my schedule, I end up eating lunch in my room by myself. And But not anymore. Me and Jamie. Hanging we out. We have lunch every day together. Mm-hmm. And it's always just positive and uplifting. So it doesn't even have to be a real-life human tribe. In this day and age, you can uh, have a social, digital tribe. Right, especially if you're feeling stuck in a situation, you can put headphones in and disappear into the podcast or the sermon or the book that is pouring life back into you. So, great example, Farron. Absolutely. It exists. It's out there. And a lot of times, for free. For free. Zero dollars and zero cents. That's our kind of spending. Yes. Wonderful. Okay, and chapter 10, how to find and fix the causes of your bad habits. So a lot of times we're like, man, like you were saying, Farron, in the last episode, why do I do the thing that I don't want to do? And that that verse is in, I think, Romans or Acts, and Paul says it. He's like, why? The very thing I I don't want to do, I flip and do it. He doesn't, that's, you know, definitely Philippians. (laughs) (laughs) Paraphrase. Yes, I think you're right. It is Romans, only because I've heard you say it multiple times because you're so smart. i got a quantum xeno effect myself. I still can't remember the verse. Um, So how to find and fix the causes of your habits. Hopefully you have your own copy of the book and you've read it. So this is not the first time it's addressed. So if you're like, huh, that seems a little out of order. Isn't that one of the first things you need to do? It absolutely is. Um, But it It comes up over and over and over and over and over again. But yes, in order to fix a problem, you must first identify the cause. Just like if you're treating the symptoms but not what's causing it, you're going to keep facing that same. It's a band-aid on a bullet wound. It's not going to work. It might work right then, but not over time. It's going to creep back in. So the second, the inversion of the second law of make it attractive is make it unattractive. Yeah, The opposite game. I love that he gives the opposite. As a teacher, we love examples and Mm -hmm, mm non-examples. But this really spoke to me as a nine. The part where he talks about how our habits are modern-day solutions to ancient desires. And so one thing he talks about is how back in the day, food was pretty scarce. Your daily just things we take for granted, like drinking water. I mean, you'd have to go haul it from... A source of water and bring it back. You don't just stick it in the fridge, the cup in the fridge, and magically get water in your cup. And so he said, back to ancient desires, we had to be really mindful of burning calories. And so finding any opportunity to conserve calories by relaxing and doing nothing was how we survived. And so if you constantly find yourself looking for ways to conserve your energy and rest, um, then framing it in my mind like this has made a lot of sense. And so I know that like I can expend a lot of calories because I'm grateful enough to have a job where I can buy food and we can eat three meals a day and snack. And so just wrapping my mind around this idea of needing rest. Now, of course, everyone, you need rest to some degree. But my fellow nines out there, we might be more sloth-like than other numbers. But I've done this with food as well. And mostly when I'm bored, 
And if you've ever been bored and wanted to snack, mine is like if I have something salty, then I want to have something sweet afterwards. And if I've had something sweet, I want to have something salty. And so reframing my mind that food is to for survival and to keep me motivated has reframed like, am I really hungry or am I bored? And if I'm bored, what are some alternatives? Mm -hmm. And so I just, something about thinking of these habits, again, as these modern day solutions to ancient desires has really helped me reframe why I do what I don't want to do and take Mm -hmm. back control. Right. There's, I like his example of the pregame jitters. So I don't know if you or your kids, whether it's test-taking anxiety, that's a big one, or they choke when it comes to their turn to take a free throw, or their at-bat, or their penalty kick, whatever it is. So if you can help them or yourself reframe it to, that's just pregame jitters, that just means you're ready. I had pregame jitters. I threw up before every game before soccer. Really? In college. Thank yes. you for hiding Just that. for like, not, at first it was just uncontrollable nerves, but then I reframed it to, now I'm just going to show them what I got. So, there we go. Aggression. And then I was like, okay, now I'm ready. Woohoo! Sorry about all the rage issues. <laughs> I used to get that way um, before presenting. Yes. Um, I think some of it improves just the more you do it, but I focused on like the reward aspects and like surely someone's gonna get something out of this today (laughs) and so um that's how I reframed it as I'm excited to share what I'm going to share today um so I definitely think that helps if you're with public speaking especially is like what if they don't like it but what if they do right what if they did even one person yeah besides my mom just the right person needs to hear it at the right time you don't know and that's the other thing if god's given you a platform maybe you've done maybe you've given this speech in front of doctors or teachers or whoever a million times but your million and first time the right person at the right time needed to hear exactly what you said so if that helps on a bigger scale go for it he also talks about how you can take it one step further and create a motivational ritual he gives the example of different like playlists or whatever like if you have a playlist to play before you play your soccer game or on your way to work to pump yourself up (laughs) makes me think of a clip that i saw where they were piping themselves up for work because they didn't want to go it was very funny or if you're about to go out i remember when we were in college we had a playlist that we would play before we went out so it was good i definitely have a playlist for when i need to clean and I feel like there's shirts that have the whole, like, throw your hair in a messy bun and turn on some rap music. That is you. Yeah. Yes. I also, so in the morning I get ready listening to God and Jesus, but then on the way to work I listen to... As soon as you drop those kids off. Oh, the bus <laughs> takes them, so I even have more time. Uh, but hip-hop and rap. And I was, no one, no one asked. You know, it's like, nobody, and then it will say, like, me. And so nobody has asked me, but... I'm going to pretend like you just did. Yes, I'm asking you. You know why it's the rap and the hip-hop? Why? It's the confidence. All right. No one's up there rapping about like, well, maybe I'm the best rapper, but there's some other good ones, and I have some money, but maybe someday I can make, maybe make a little bit. No! They're like, I'm the best! You suck! 
and I'm pretty, and you're not. And so there is some kind of negative. But it's the confidence that they exude that it makes you confident. Like, yeah. You know, if it works for you, Farron, you go, girl. Yeah. If if you're new here, Brooke can't listen to secular music too much, or she gets carried away. And they're always telling you to dance. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like... <laughs> they're like go shawty and I'm like yeah I'm gonna go teach also reasons why I don't chaperone prom oh yes not Those... a good deal for me yeah I can't wait to embarrass my kids yeah I won't be there dang the end <laughs> <laughs> yes well well that is literally the end of this chapter of this whole section well I do feel like I need to say one more thing tell me again I like to look at this and also think of and he does this as well. But I feel like we've been positive because we're positive people. But I think we've had negative associations with things. And it's from like one like bad event in our lives. And not trying to go so deep as traumatic events. But maybe like you never liked running. And so you then associate that with not liking to work out. But man, there are so many different ways to work out. True. Especially all the dances and the hip hop classes. And then, like, maybe you don't. Maybe you had a bad dancing experience. <laughs> There's, like, the Peloton bikes. That's true. Biking. So if you got, like, sore knees. Man, there's so many things. Find one. Find your thing. There's a thing out there. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Find your thing. And go so do the thing. don't stop at generalizing, I guess, yeah. is what you're doing. If you're like, I hate working out. But have but you tried you? all the ways of working out? There's, there's some different ones. So, uh... Well, that's where we're going to end it, and then there will be an After Hours episode at some point, History of Witty and Gritty. <laughs> when you guys demand it, we might supply it. Maybe. That's a strong you gotta maybe. you got to be premium. Premium. Yes. <laughs> All right, everyone. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Okay. We've Bye. Got, we're cutting her off. <laughs> we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful lives. We love providing our Christian-based personal growth podcast to our listeners at no cost. If you are enjoying the content, please consider supporting our mission by donating to our Patreon. We're a small team creating the show for our community by researching, recording, and producing the episodes ourselves. Any amount is greatly appreciated. Your support will help offset the cost of making and hosting the show. As a thank you, you can receive exclusive access For more details on specific membership tiers, visit our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash witty and gritty. We've included the link in the show notes.